Hello, you beautiful Americans. Monday. Monday. Yes. Monday. So many words. So many words could be said about Mondays. Bad words. The wife's at work. I am not at work because, you know, I'm, uh, they decided to hack into my leg again on Friday. Hobble McHobblester? Yeah. Got a pain pump in there right now, which I'm feeling the pain pump sack. Yep, I said sack. The sack. Still got some juice left in there, thank God. There you go. I'm not looking forward to that bitch. It'll keep you nice and juiced up. Hell yeah. Oh, beautiful Americans. How you doing, brother? It's Monday. Fuck yeah. But what gets me through Monday is these fun these fun little podcasts i'm glad you had that idea because i was honestly sitting there this morning we were playing me and a little brother here we were playing some zombies and shit and i'm like man i wonder what we're gonna do today which i mean we're playing zombies it was pretty fucking fun yeah. we're, we're working hard on that game but then okay. you text me like podcast i'm like mm-hmm mm-hmm we gotta get it done hey like come over here come gotta say get, hi come gotta say gotta hi to everybody the, gotta give the people what they want or go over there by jared and say hi it's it's a kind of a tight fit over here yeah <laughs> it's a tight fit it's a tight fit Good morning, everyone. Ooh, <laughs> there's a foreign voice for everybody. Hope that got you as excited as I did. It's awesome. Mm. It's so great. But All no, right. so we got big news today. We got new developments, and I kind of want to just get right into it personally because yeah, I, I can't even. I can't wait for Christmas presents or nothing. I just got shanting. You're freaking over there peeking. I just got no patience. Well, freaking releaser, man. You release this beast. <sighs> My beautiful Americans, we made a friend. We did. It's our first. We made, we made a friend. I'm super excited about it. Straight out of Pal Palmito, Palmito, Florida. I think you had all this time to Palmito? prepare, and you. I never looked it up, man. <laughs> I never looked it up. No, you're right, Palmito. But we love America, personally. We love America. We love the military. We love everything. Mm-hmm. We love caffeine. Oh God. We love caffeination. And alcohol. Love wake up juice. Love a good beer. We done partnered with one of the damn finest companies when it comes to that caffeination. Mm-hmm. Talking about Strike Force Energy. Pretty friggin' tasty. Uh, let me tell you. Oh. The thing was, is Jared over here, he brings it over and he's like, hey, this is what I was because we've been talking about this for a little bit. And he takes out one of my actual fine bourbon glasses. Pour some water in there and pours that water. shit in there. And he hands it to me and it's clear. <laughs> it, it doesn't look like anything. It just it looks, looks like, like water. water. So and he I'm, looks at me like I'm a retard who I'm just like, handed him water. Did you get, put anything in there? I shouldn't say retard. <laughs> it's okay. You meant it with love. <laughs> I meant it with love. Of course I did. Well, anyways. So yeah, I take a sip and I'm like, oh my God. Of a certain thing that could give you, let's wings. say wings. It tasted very similar and I was very excited. Well, it's. I think the great thing, a it's a it's a uh, veteran-owned company owned mm-hmm. by a former Navy SEAL. God bless America. God bless America. And it's, of course, the no sugar, no calories. Now, personally, I know in law enforcement and probably in all over the world, people are starting to get into like those bangs and those rains and those. Yep. You know those no calorie, no sugar, no sweetener, no color, three hundred milligrams of caffeine per can. That's a lot of caffeine, man. That is a shit ton. And actually, you know, the thing is, is like people used to drink a pot of coffee really is, you figure, figure excuse me, 50 milligrams of caffeine per cup of coffee and you figure you get about... Is it 50? I thought a cup of coffee was 90 or like 95. I guess caffeine, coffee's a little more leaded these days, but... Oh it, yeah, I guess it depends too, huh? So yeah, it depends on what you're drinking, but you figure a pot of coffee, mm-hmm. you're, you're drinking with a whole pot. Probably pretty close to a bang or so. Probably. 95. So 95. Little brother over here has got it back. Cup. But you're probably right, Joe. It depends on like how strong you make it, you know, how much coffee you use, what kind of coffee, all that. Right. All that jive. So that's probably a pretty broad number. But strike force here. Each little beautiful packet of wake-up juice is 160 milligrams of caffeine. So two cups of coffee. That's not too bad. About, about half the caffeine is a bang mm-hmm. or a rain or any other normal thing like that. No sugar, no calories. Awesome taste. Oh, God. The, well, the interesting thing that I thought, too, when I saw it, because you look at these little packets, and they look like crystal light packets, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, that kind of style, but it's a liquid inside the packet. Oh, it's, I didn't even realize that. Yeah. No, Shit. it's it's a Shit. liquid. It is not a powder. Oh, God. See, that, is, now that's even cooler because you guys know how much of a pain in the ass it is to freaking mess with powder packets that get everywhere mm-hmm. and shit. 
I should have known that before because that makes it even cooler because you just tear a little corner, freaking pour that shit in, and you're exactly. done. You don't have any powder left in there or anything. And I think the even better thing about it, too, and compared to powder packets, you could just rip the top off of this thing and just... Sucker down. Sucker on down. Yeah. Grant, personally, I like I enjoy like pouring them into like a bottle of water or something like that. It makes it last longer. Yeah, because I think I get more benefit when it comes to... Sipping. Like stretching it out, mm-hmm. the caffeine yep. intake. Exactly. But then on top of the caffeine, it's not just caffeine. It's also 100% of your daily value B6 and B12 vitamins. Those vitamins, those are those energy vitamins. That's I think those right give there. you the stability. Mm-hmm. The caffeine wakes you up and then the vitamins give you the that. Vitamins just kind of stick with you and mm-hmm. kind of keep mm-hmm. shit floating. Keeps you, keeps you floating. Mm-hmm. I had one this morning. I'm awake. I mean, me and my little up. brother kind of split one. It was pretty tasty. I'm not going to lie. I'm... Uh, not just because we kind of partnered up with them. They're good stuff. I'm going to be buying it, it some bulk packs. I'm going to be too. And we're probably going to be. They sell the uh, 750 milliliter pump bottles Ooh. too, actually. And I was thinking about buying one of those for the studio. That would be pretty cool. That way, if you just have a bottle of water, you can just give yourself a little. That's badass. little go-go juice. I'm not going to lie. That's cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And when we say partner, of course, you know, we got to provide for our beautiful americans everybody loves a discount oh hell yeah everybody loves a discount so you so, go on you go on their website you go on strikeforceenergy.com enter that promo code built blue all one word you get 20 percent off hell yes you get 20 percent. that's a good 20 percent's a freaking good number that's one fifth mm-hmm. you spend 100 bucks you get 25 bucks off hell yeah not that all the products there are very well priced so you don't need to spend anywhere near a hundred dollars but so, give, them, give them a shot. It helps us out. It helps them out. It's all American-made, military, veteran, law enforcement-owned companies. Hell yeah. We love you. You love us. We Thank you for being here. We will continuously support you. But now on to bigger and better things. So we're going to kind of loop back around here a little bit. Kind of back to one. Kind of, I don't want to say back to one of our previous episodes, but... One of our most popular episodes so far, which we're on. What episode are we on number right now? Number nine? Nine, I believe. Nine? Yep. Nine. Our best episode, um, I think we agree on at a personal level and also our most view, listened to episode is the and one. And the one to, that people have told us is probably the best our, one in their opinion. Our, our feedback has been phenomenal on this mm-hmm. this episode. Talking about home defense and, and personal defense. And personal defense. You know, we're going to, we're not going to, we're not going to, we're going to try not to walk back all over those footsteps we're going to maybe add some new stuff in there and put some new thoughts in your head well there's some new things out there and man. there's some new things going on anybody Let's say see. walmart's little little move lately <coughs> so uh, maybe you know this we didn't really talk about this before we started airing uh-huh. um we both work for vista outdoor yep and do you remember that uh walmart bought from them i didn't i kind of forgot about mm. it till someone brought this up um, so when it comes to rimfire and centerfire ammunition, yeah. Walmart was one of, uh, Vista Outdoors, CCI Spear, we should say CCI Spear, which is owned by Vista Outdoor, one of their buyers. And uh-huh. if you think about Walmart's all over the country, that's quite a bit of ammo. Well, especially if they're all coming out of the one bullet factory. Exactly. So with Walmart's little, their latest agenda right now. They are taking a lot of stuff oh, off the shelves. Oh, that's right. There has been a, not, and this is unofficial. This is unofficial. So don't be quoting me on this and going and being freaking out or anybody out there trying to jump down my throat. But it <laughs> makes sense if you think about it. A 6 to 7% stock drop just because of Walmart pulling CCI Spear off their shelves. Ammo six in general. 6 to 7%. For six, Walmart, that's a You got to think, how, how many Walmarts are out there in this country? Oh, what? thousands. Quite a few of them, right? Well, worldwide, I wonder. That's, whoo. Yeah. And if you just think the U.S., which is probably where they only sell CCI Spear Ammo, they are now going to take a majority of those products off of their shelves. And so now you have a huge loss of product consumption. Just oh, Just from Walmart alone. Oh, no shit. Let's see how... Uh, and doing a little Walmart search, see how many Walmarts we have. Yeah. So the thing is, when I think about, you know, in my opinion, like we say, we don't like to talk about politics, but when it comes to gun issues and things like that, for one, the media likes to portray the negative and the worst thing possible. There's so many other things out there that can make it to the meat, make it to the public eye. 
but one horrible situation gets blown into this huge national crisis. And when it comes to gun control, taking guns out of a store where if you're a felon and you're mentally insane, you cannot go in and buy a gun. It is exactly nigh on impossible. You you can't do it real quick. Just to fill in the number as of July 31st, 2019, there are 4,759 Walmart stores in the United States. Holy crap. So yeah. you figure, say only, say that only count, like well, 35. Walmart and Sam's Club combined. Oh, right. no, I take that back. Walmart and Sam's Club combined, 5,358 stores. That is a crap ton. So there you go. That's a lot. How many that, is that per state? That's like 100 Walmarts per state? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Walmarts or Sam, if you average Sam's Clubs? Yep, if you average them out. Yeah, I'm sure Texas has like 600. Probably. But yeah, it's um, that is a huge loss of ammo business for CCI Spirit. At least and I know I've bought Winchester, Remington. I bought those type of ammo's from Walmart. Yeah. So you can imagine that they're probably taking a cut too. But I thought there was also like an article out there saying they were talking about taking like just stopping selling guns and ammo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, period. I think that, and you can't quote me on this because I thought that they might still sell still sell certain guns and ammo, but I was. Quite That's frankly, discrimination. I don't give up. Yeah, no kidding. What if that twenty-two identifies as a nine millimeter? <gasps> it is twenty nineteen. Oh, it is. <laughs> don't you judge people, right? Don't you judge miscellaneous objects for identifying as other miscellaneous objects? No kidding, because that makes so much sense. Totally, <laughs> bigot. Oh uh, shit. Remember, yeah, ask, no. It's ask a baby for consent before you change their diaper. Oh Jesus! Don't even get me started. <laughs> no. <laughs> go in the morning and I, my daughter, I'm like, oh, do you want me to change your diaper? And she just screams at me, mother trucker, why weren't you in here five hours ago? Yeah. Yeah. I don't give a shit. I've been sitting in this hot biscuit for the last six hours, you <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. No, we could go on forever. I know. But so kind of back, looping back around to the different home defense weapons and... I think we talk quite a bit about personal defense. It's all what you want to carry, but mm-hmm. home defense, kind of one thing that me and the little brother, we were talking, we got excited about one night. We were looking them up all over the interweb. Yeah. Is nine millimeter on an AR platform. I've seen those. Can you say sexy? Because I, I can. can. Especially those ones that accept Glock magazines. Oh, man. That makes it even better. Oh, my God. Especially for law enforcement. To be That's able to what I thought too. Be able to just take a mag off your belt and just slap it in your rifle mm-hmm. and be hot to trap. Oh yeah, because that's another thing. I know we talked about it before. Is like when you're running a weapon system that uses the same as your. I think we talked about the Ruger ones. The Ruger. What are those? Your dad sold. Your dad oh, grabbed the, um, shop. Carb, the, the The carbines. Carbines. Yeah, they Some take lock mags. Yeah, that's pretty cool. When you can run with a rifle that takes the same ammo off your belt, if you're if you're running with a Glock nine mm-hmm. millimeter. Um, that well, makes life so much better. You run with one of those and like a 30 round Glock mag. Oh shit. If you happen to run out, you can, you can just pull a gun and your rifle is going to be so much more accurate, obviously. Oh, hell yeah. I know those nine millimeter AR platforms were running, um, 200, 200 yards. You could, you could pretty reliably, you know, you're going to have a little bit of drop when you're yeah, of course. S- slinging them out of a rifle barrel, mm-hmm. 200 yards. You can pretty reliably hit, well, let's say it's about a six inch group, which is covers a human chest pretty well. I don't I can't think of a situation in law enforcement where without a scoped rifle you would be taking a 200-yard shot anyway. No. No, you're in a situation that is yeah. Nope. Yeah, you're going to be maybe 25 50 at the most. Exactly. Which if you're putting a 6-inch group at 200, you're you better be pretty goddamn close at 50. Yeah, no shit. Or just don't take that damn shot. Yeah, exactly. Wait for wait for the big boys to arrive. Yeah, we'll take care of it. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that kind of changes the game because we were talking about ARs and using them in the home and how that 5.56 slash 2.23. It's hot. It's hot and it'll punch through some walls and could punch through your neighbor's, neighbor's walls mm-hmm. and the cat, dog, hopefully not the neighbor. But yeah, it's when you, th- when you change the game up with a 9mm round going through an AR platform, it's almost the same as shooting a pistol. Especially you know? like those G9 bullets that we talked oh, about man. You that are made need- to... That are made to fuck some shit up, but oh, yeah. they're not made to over-penetrate too much. Exactly. You guys need to check those out. Might have just changed the game there. Yeah, G9 has come out with some stuff, and they're they're up and coming. I think that they are very humble when it comes to what they say they can do because they're what they call an external hollow point. Now, as you all may or may not know, 
with a hollow point, you have to rely on expansion. You got to rely mm -hmm. on that bullet to open up to cause that cavitation, which as you guys may know, doesn't always happen. And so with the G9, the way it's designed is it will cause that cavitation every single time because of its design. Mm -hmm. So go out there, check them out. G9ammo.com. Gold dot makes it, doesn't they? Mm -mm, no, it, it's, it's not G a gold though? No, G9 ammo. That's the manufacturer. Oh, it's its own thing. It's okay. its own thing. I thought yeah. it was like a runoff like G2 or something like mm -hmm. that. Nope. They're their own deal. Yeah. Son yeah. of a bitch. So check them out. They're pretty cool. They got they got some YouTube videos out there. They have a law enforcement and a civilian version. The civilian version does not punch through soft body armor. The law enforcement version actually does. That's a crazy thing about it. it really? It, it'll punch through soft body armor and cause the same amount of cavitation and penetration have as if it had not been there. Have you talked to our range master about this stuff? Oh, yeah. He loves it. He loves it. He actually, I think he bought a box for um, his lady. She's running it in one of her, I think her 20, her personal 26, if I remember right. Hmm. And actually, when I was over in Wisconsin, visiting yeah. those guys that um, our captain knew, he, uh, I was telling them about the G9 because I was carrying it actually on my person, yeah. in my Glock 19, and he's changing over his personal defense rounds to G9. I've thought about it. You know, this this beautiful Glock 19 on my hip right now, is, I've thought about it. Yeah, I've got mine in my appendix. Yeah. Love it. It's, it's, it's nice, but I think it might sit. Right now, it's running G2. But I might switch it up a little bit. Yeah. It's it's spendy. It's a little spendy right now. But the thing is, yeah. is it's not something you go and plank with. <coughs> oh, no. You, go you might you plank a little bit just to make sure it's not. You just kind of get a little feel yeah, for it. Maybe a couple mags through and then. Yeah. Then you're going to hot to trot. Right. Little brothers over here like, holy shit. A couple mags. <laughs> what? what? Uh, well, they're 25 bucks a box for 20. Well, shit, I haven't bought them yet. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> But no, no, I agree though. Uh, on that note of shooting, shooting what you carry, at least shoot. I, I think at least a magazine. That way you know how your ammo works and everything. Mm -hmm. And so you're not surprised when, with these, they're a smaller bullet. They're going to be a reduced recoil. Well, plus I think a big part too is like when you go, when you go to a damn gun range mm -hmm. and you're going to end up wanting to get a feel. I think people should be doing gun drills that boost their confidence with the same the same weapon exactly yeah you know like i think the last time we went and did weapons quals we ended up doing some competition some makeshift competition shooting by it's the end fun of it. shooting and stuff yeah little fun stuff and we actually ended up with about five or six cops uh with our handguns at the 50 yard line plinking off of a eight or nine inch uh steel dish oh hell yeah That's just badass. to just to do it. And we were just doing it one round at a time, or at least till you hit. Mm -hmm. And we each had one mag and it was like, okay, hey, if you run out of bullets, you're out of the, you're out of the shoot. Right. And then, you know, and it was just, it was a fun competition, but it was also got a confidence up there. Oh yeah. Of like, okay, you can, if you can focus and you can zero in, mm -hmm. you know, you can hit an eight or nine inch plate at 50 yards. And that's pretty know. damn good coming out of, you know. Three and a half to four and a half inch barrel. Well, I was doing it. I was doing it with my nineteen. Yeah, I thought I switched back to my seventeen, but I didn't. I I was shooting out of my nineteen. Hell yeah, that's freaking. Which was almost better for me because I carry I carry my nineteen almost all the time. Right. Unless it's summertime and I'm wearing shorts and a t shirt and I don't want to. I don't want to go to Walmart with a nineteen hanging out because they'll blow me up. But they'll be so they'll be so mad and kick you out of every Sam's Club in Walmart in the United States of America. That's a lot of Sam's Clubs and Walmarts. That's a lot of places you can't go. My question is, are they going to post your photo up in every Sam's Club and Walmart? Doubt it. And is every Sam's Club and Walmart going to know your face by heart so you walk in the door? and <laughs> When you want to go in and buy a freaking thing of Mega Stuff Oreos? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They are delicious. They are delicious. But then once you grow up and you want to start paying attention to what you eat, you look at the amount of sugar you ate when you were a kid. You're like, oh, no wonder I have diabetes. Jesus. <laughs> no wonder I'm fat. Oh, man. Each Oreo has 50 grams of sugar in it. Yep. It's ridiculous. But yeah, no, it's, um, I lost my train of thought. We were talking about shooting. Oh, we're, we're yeah. talking about nine mil so ARs. Have you heard about people like people who are like, oh, my handguns just to get me back to my long gun. Like people are just like, just to lay down cover fires, what they're kind of implementing with their handgun. I have. And I don't like, like no. it. It's that, that gun. If you think about it, when you pull that gun, the weight, I get excited when I 
wrap my hands around my 19 or my 17. It's just perfect. Yeah. It's an extension of my hand, an extension of my person. Mm-hmm. And when I can punch out there and start tapping stuff at 50, well, shit, I shot the other day out of my 17, I shot 178 yards out uphill on mm-hmm. a steel plate. I think it was an eight incher. Um, it's a long fucking shot. It's a long shot. And it took me a few times. It, it's not something I would confidently and accurately do all the time if oh, I'm no. in a gunfight. <laughs> but it was, uh, like you are saying, on that confidence side of it, is that pistol is capable of a lot more than you probably are yourself. Oh, yeah. Well, the pistol is capable of probably more than any one person is capable of, but it's just a matter of how... How well you run it. Yeah, how well you're going to run it, how well you're willing to work at it, how... Exactly. Get your confidence up because the gun's going to do its job. Right. When you yeah. go and when you go and grab a gun, whether it's out of your truck, off your person, at home, you know, if something goes bump in the night, what have you, when you grab that weapon, that should be the one you are most confident in with. Whether it's your shotgun, your pistol, your rifle, fucking oh, yeah. musket, I don't give a shit. Exercising your Second Amendment rights, protecting yourself, your home, your people, your persons, mm-hmm. that should be... You should trust that thing with your life, not be like, oh, this is pretty good. I'm going to get my shotgun here in a minute after I let off a few rounds. No, that's not how it goes. Yeah. Or you're not, you know, you're not going to stand in your hallway and lay down cover fire while you try to get a shotgun out of your closet. Like, no. Uh, no, either get the shotgun first or freaking run that pistol like it, like your life depends on it. Because it in does. that situation, it does. It mm-hmm. is. Exactly. So. No, I have heard that. Yeah. Certain law enforcement. I've heard the law enforcement officers say the pistol is just to get me back to my long gun. And then I've heard the law enforcement officers that don't carry with one in the pipe. Oh, I've heard the, what else have we got? The ones that say they'd rather use a shotgun than a long rifle. Yeah. You know, there's some. It's, it's whatever you, whatever you decide to do, do it. But as a cop on the cop note, I'm sorry, your pistol's on you at all times. You don't yeah. patrol with a fucking rifle around your person. No, you don't. And so, which is why a rifle shouldn't sit in your car with one in the fucking pipe. No, yeah. If anybody, you guys. So here's a little learning, learning piece for you. If you guys didn't know, the firing pin inside an AR is free floating. It kind of just bounces up and down. Mm-hmm. So when you go over a big bump inside your patrol car and you have one in the tube, there's a not big chance, but there's a chance that that firing pin can bounce hard enough and set that AR off and you will blast one through the roof of your car and your sergeant will be pissed at you. <laughs> so don't run with one in your fucking tube. No. Well, I think the big one that sticks out with me is people that run their pistols without one in the tube. No, I don't like that. That drives me fucking up a wall. Oh, man. I can tell you personally, if I didn't carry one in the tube, freaking... That's a whole nother second, two seconds easy Maybe. of slinging that slide and then punching back out on target. Well, then, you, you know, I've never met one personally, but you know there's those guys out there that don't run with one in the tube, mm-hmm. but then they also don't train to put one in said fucking tube. When it comes to shooting, no. Nope, they yeah. keep it loaded in their belt. Yeah. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, the shit hits the fan, you're conscious brain takes over or your unconscious brain takes over mm-hmm. and you pull your gun like you've done at the range 50,000 times. Right. But the 50,000 times at the range, you didn't put one in the pipe. Mm-hmm. So you just go click yep. and then, and then you probably go into stupid mode and you drop your mat. I shouldn't yeah. say stupid mode, but you go into failure, failure, failure drill mode. You drop your mag, you rack your slide. Well, you just dropped a perfectly good mag, racked your slide with nothing in there. You didn't have a malfunction. Your dumbass didn't train the way you fucking carry, and you yeah. didn't train the way you shoot. So don't and, do that. And if you're, yeah, there's a lot of these aren't first gen sick no. P320s that we carry these days, people. No. Well, plus then you look at the people that, you know, there's people out there that do that with their concealed carry. It's like mm-hmm. how many people do you know that actually concealed carry consistently, and carry an extra Mac? I can tell you there's sometimes I didn't even do it. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Well, right now I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Right now I'm not. I, and know, was, I normally don't anyway, right. but, but then I also know there's one in the fucking pipe. Like if, oh, exactly. I, need, if I need to pull it and squeeze that trigger, it's not going to go click. It's well, going to go motherfucking bang. You're right. Exactly. Ready to fucking rock and roll. And that's I'm the thing. I'm cursing a lot this morning. I'm sorry. No, that's right. I am too. <laughs> We're going to see if we get our first podcast kicked off of like yeah. Apple cast or something. Oh God. <laughs> but no, um, I think, yeah, the thing is, is, you know, if you've made that decision to carry, Carry one in the tube. Guns are very safe. If you have a holster, 
that thing's not going to go boom on its own. Well, I think speaking of holsters, that's the one excuse I hear from usually when I ask people who don't carry one in the pipe. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, that way if somebody gets my gun from me, then there's not one in the pipe. It's like, well, why the fuck are you letting somebody get your gun? Oh, no shit. Yeah. Like, that shouldn't why? be your first worry. Yeah. like Maybe you shouldn't carry if you're worried about someone getting your gun. Yeah, exactly. Or you should work on your fucking retention. Or you should just make a habit out of resting your hand on the son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, whether that's, even if that's concealed carry, if you're not in law enforcement and you just pack for personal protection. Yeah. You know, make a habit of, especially if you're in a crowd, mm-hmm. bump it with your elbow. Yeah. Do something. Exactly. If it's concealed, people shouldn't know it's there anyway. Right. But if, especially if you're on duty, make a habit out of resting, use it as a fucking armrest. Yep. That's what I do. I do that every once. And you know, another thing that I did as a habit I developed in, um, the Academy with my, uh, blue gun that we always carried around was I would yeah. stick my finger in this. This may sound stupid to some of you guys, but I would the bottom of my holster, I'd reach up in there and I'd feel that gun, make sure it was still in there. Yeah. I, I just, do, I do the same damn thing. It's just, I mean, it's a habit that I do all the time. Well, I even do it with my, while I'm at work on light duty right now, mm-hmm. especially when the instructors are trying to take your gun away from you. Yep. Exactly. So just keeping your arm just consistently. Like when I walk in crowds, my elbow, like i started you know wearing a little bit of hair off the side of my arm mm-hmm. is my arm is consistently brushing that gun you I, might as well it's not gonna break it nope exactly just gonna... be mindful where that thing is and like jared was saying is protect that gun like your life depends on it because if someone gets your gun and shoots you with it that's a bad day but what if someone gets your gun and shoots someone else with well it? did you see the video of the was it la county Mm-mm. the female deputy that got in a Got in a fight? No, I did not. Yeah, she got in a fight with a... I never even really saw what the dude looked like. Um, but she got in a, basically, she got in a fight with a male. Mm-hmm. And the male ended up hitting her in the face a bunch of times. And she had drawn her pistol at mm-hmm. some point. Uh, but the dude basically hit her in the face enough to where she went down. And then he took the gun out of her hand. No shit. Yeah, no shit. Did he, did he oh, shoot no, her with it? She didn't die. No. She didn't die. No, she stood up. But of course... At that point, she stood up and she had to run mm-hmm. because she had no other option. Yeah. So she's running from shitbag while shitbag shooting at her with her own damn pistol. Fuck that. And then luckily, the cal- it's L.A. County, so mm-hmm. there's 50,000 cops on at one time. Right. Um, You know, and then the cavalry shows up and they end up, they ended up, I don't know if they killed the guy, but I know they shot him. Good. Got what he deserved. You know, but then but you still. look at that. Like if you end up in that situation and you're in a rural setting where your nearest backup is 10, 15 minutes away, mm-hmm. you're, you're playing, you know, you're playing hide and seek with a shit bag for 15 minutes until, until buddy, your buddies show up. Yeah. Until backup shows up. But then it's just going to turn into more of a, I don't know, you know, it's that it's got to turn into more of that like fight or flight stuff, but then it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be a little colorful after that. Yeah, no, I agree. Certain babysitter's messaging me right now. <laughs> I got to message her back. That's never good. No, kids are actually okay right now. They're freaking adorable, and she does awesome. But, yeah. So, no, when it comes to the home, if you're thinking you really want that rifle platform, take a look at those 9 millimeter AR platforms because, for one, you're you're putting pistol rounds through it. You're not going to punch through as many walls. Or the neighbor's cat, you know, take Sparky out. <laughs> but at the same time, Sparky, no. Yeah, be like Marcus's dog cracks me up every time when they're like talking about sparkles. He'll be like, "Yeah, I'll be outside calling for it," and he's like, "I don't know what the neighbors are thinking." And I go, "Sparkles, come here, Sparkles!" Just some grown ass man freaking yelling Sparkles. <laughs> it's like, you know what? That's dedication to your woman when you what's, do that. What's wrong with that? Well, at least your dog's named Bubba. No offense, Mark. True, but then but, you expect like a large dog when you're like some Rottweiler bubble. come running up, and instead you see fucking Nikito Taco Bell. Yeah, <laughs> freaking cheesy Cordita Crunch on yeah. legs. Barks yeah. at the neighbors, thinking he's a badass. Oh, oh man, dude, cracks me up. I've eaten burritos bigger than you. Shut the hell up. <laughs> oh shit! But no, you know, it's, um, also I think something we didn't really talk about is set up a drill for your family, set up a plan. Of what am I going to do if something goes bump in the night or someone comes, breaks in a window, someone comes in just to, you don't know if they're there to break, take your TV or they're there. Or they're there to kill you. Or they're there to kill you. You don't know. 
That's yeah. not your decision to freaking figure out. That is, you are allowed to defend your life. Yeah. And protect your family. Oh no. Well, I think, and that's personal. I'm still on the, the boat of, uh, uh, I think a shotgun's probably the best option, especially oh, for I somebody agree. that either doesn't, I shouldn't say doesn't want to train because if you don't want to train, you just shouldn't, you should just hide in the closet and call the, Call the cops. Call the fucking cops. Yep. Don't don't make don't make things worse than they already are. And so but the thing is if you make that decision to protect yourself, protect your family, all of that stuff, set up a drill. Be ready, be prepared. Okay, so when you wake up, don't just be the hero. If you if your wife's on board with protecting the family, do it together. That's what I'm all about. You got your wife, your girlfriend, whatever. You, you know, she's willing to help protect the house with you. You yeah. freaking nudge her and be like, babe, I heard something. All right, she goes into go mode. You go into go mode. What's your what's your plan so that she's not sitting in said room with no plan and then she shoots at something that scares the shit out of her and ends up blowing your fucking head off? Mm-hmm. And no, she knows that you've got this hallway and this door and she's got, say, the kids. We'll use the kids, for yeah. example. She's sitting in the kids with the kids, got them protected in a corner or a room, whatever you guys decide is your best viable yeah. protection. She's protecting that, like pretty much. She's there. You know, this is this is our thought. She's there. If someone comes through a window around you, or if you go down and they get around you, whatever you guys decide on doing. Maybe your wife's got bigger balls than you do. I'm not judging. In but, that case, just hide in the corner and let. Just hide in the corner <laughs> and call the cops and let your wife handle that situation <laughs> or girlfriend, what have you. But have a plan that you know. A, no war was ever won on, oh, let's go and just do this thing, boys. Yeah, let's just wing it. Yeah. No. We'll figure it out as we wing it. Right? That just, that's not how you do shit. So nobody ever. Right. And I can tell you from, and once this brewery is up and going, we'll finally release this damn mm-hmm. story. But we I, got, I didn't, I didn't have a plan of that shit happening. I'm just glad well, I had some damn good training. In well, mind. who the hell could? Yeah, yeah, that's that true. It's like, no, the shit is not going to hit the fan when you expect the shit to hit the fan. Yep. The yep. shit's going to hit the fan when you, I don't know, if you're a police officer, like you look at some of the, some of the stories of police officers that have lost their lives and like the calls, the original calls that they mm-hmm. went to. Right. You know, it's like you go to a damn dog call and end up in a gunfight. Yeah. You know, you just don't. You don't freaking know. You don't know. It's going to go, if it's going to go south, it's going to go south fast and it's going to go south in a fucking hurry. Right. And so you may not be able to, and I agree with you 100% there, you're never going to be able to prepare for any situation out there. Mm -hmm. But if you have some form of preparation, that is better than none because you have already geared your mind into that position of I'm going to fight no matter the situation. So say if, you know, oh, they're going to break in, say they're going to either break in through my front window or they're going to break in through my front door. Well, what happens when they take the kitchen window at your fucking five o'clock or something like that? Yeah. You've already got in your mind. You're ready to fight. You turn around and you blow that guy out of the fucking world. And Mm -hmm. just an example right there. So just preparing prepares you for battle. Yeah. Well, then it comes back to like state laws because, you know, you got some states out there that literally like you could probably shoot somebody that's just trespassing and call it good. Right. You know, and then there's other states where like you have to prove x y and z before mm-hmm. you do anything there's some states where like you look at i don't know you look i think canada for instance like there's no i don't think you if can, you, own you can a, only have a hunting rifle that's if you, it if you own a gun in canada it's either to be taken to a like supervised gun range mm-hmm. or you're going hunting right there is no concealed carry in Canada. Nope. There is no person. And you can't have a pistol either. There is no stand, you'll stand your ground in Canada. There is none of that. No, exactly. You know? Which, granted, I mean, to an extent, it kind of seems to be working. But yeah, you don't hear. But at the same time, you don't really hear about, well, I personally don't give. I don't really listen to, I shouldn't say I don't care about Canadian news. I should. I don't care about Canadian news. Okay. I don't care about Canadian <laughs> news either. If my best friend listening growing up, his wife is Canadian. He married her out of Canada. Oh. Um, if she's listening, um, we love you, Cassidy. Just, but I think just you, your country. We're just not a huge fan of. But I think <laughs> you look at, I don't know, and I think it might have something to do with uh, like the amount of cup. Because when's the last time you saw a news flat or a news story that came out of Canada in the United States? You know, it just mm, it doesn't. Or the last time you saw 
like a new story out of Mexico right. or Cuba or I think they either if for one I th- I think the biggest thing because you know shit happens up there yeah I guarantee if you're to look up murders in Canada they'd probably freaking blow your mind because you never heard about them but oh absolutely um you don't if, it's just just like anything in this country you don't pay attention to it it in your mind it, nothing's happening yeah well it just it's completely makes sense but then you look at I'm trying to find the headline now because it was interesting. But you look at certain cities, and I mean, statistics are statistics. It's not going to matter. Uh, it it happens. Right. But you look at cities in the U.S. that have the strictest gun laws and strictest gun regulations or whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. and they have easily the highest crime rate. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. No, it's the thing is when you take that stuff from people, you create victims. Oh, yeah. Because you, you take that ability to defend yourself. Criminals are always going to get weapons, whether it's a pipe, a gun, a knife, what have you. Mm-hmm. When you take people's ability to defend themselves, a gun, a knife, because you know, usually those two things, if they're of reasonable damage infliction, require a concealed permit. If you take that from people, you've taken their ability to defend themselves. And so unless yes, they're just, victims, unless they're just fucking Billy badass, right? Exactly. You know, then you're like dodging bullets like Matrix, and then you slap someone right in this jugular. Exactly. I almost said something so racist. Judo chop to the throat. Yes, judo chop is a lot better than what I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, no. So the thing is, is have a plan. That's our. I think that's our new note on this whole thing with home defense, is create a plan, have something in place, so that when Shit doth hitteth the flan, the fan, the flan, <laughs> the flan. <laughs> you Mexican pudding? What? Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> shit, a fluta. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit. But no, um, you know that that saying that you've heard before: prepare for battle, prepare for war. Mm-hmm. And so it's well, especially if you got young kids, because how many times, you know, have you been a young kid laying in your bed and you hear a noise and you just come running out of your room to find out what the hell it was? Exactly. You know, and then your little kid comes running. You're in the middle of a gunfight and your little kid comes running out of the room just to find out what the hell's going on. And then he catch freaking little Timmy catches a stray slug or something. Mm -hmm. You don't want that. Or all of a sudden your attention has to divert to little Timmy because you want to keep little Timmy safe. Exactly. Which is you can't focus on what you need to focus on. Right. And then you catch a slug. So exactly. Prepare the family, prepare the wife, prepare the children. If if you're a single parent, then you teach your kids. You hear something. You hear me tell you go somewhere. You go somewhere. You go and hide. Yeah. You don't argue. You don't argue. And that's you know that's one thing we're kind of working with the kids. You know they know not to answer the door. Something scares them. They come and grab mom and dad. And mm-hmm. so that you know little things like that. So kids aren't being kids are naturally curious. So you just kind of kind of don't take that away from them, but also help teach them that when things aren't right in the home, you know, like a big noise or something like that, middle of the night, something Mm -hmm. scares them, you find mommy or you go hide in a corner or something. Just design a plan that makes sense. Know your house, know where your windows are. Yeah, nothing crazy. Don't tell your four-year-old to jump out a second-story window just because right something a glass got dropped in the kitchen exactly next thing you hear you hear betty boo fucking ah crack and she breaks both her femurs <laughs> don't be that parent please yeah. god don't so oh you have anything else man are we gonna move on to that no, good old I, hero talk? i think we're really at a at a point where it's good to good to be moving on to the hero talk hell yeah plus i'm pretty sure it's gonna be a good one so. it is gonna be a good one we are gonna talk about one of the most decorated Heroes of World War II, Audie L. Murphy. Go. Born June 20th, 1924. Didn't have the longest life out there. 47 years of age. May 28th, 1971. So. May 28th. Okay. Yep. Actually, the day after my mom's birthday. Well, not not the year. Not the year. A couple years out. Anyways, we're going to keep going. <laughs> If mom's listening, she's going to slap me next time yeah, I see her. She's going she's gonna to slap shit out of Talk you. about my age. But anyways, back on to Mr. Murphy. He wanted to join the Marines, but he was too short. The paratroopers wouldn't have him either. So he was kind of hitting those roadblocks wanting to join the military. What was he, like five foot two? Uh, it doesn't really say how tall he was. I tried to find it. 
and I couldn't find it. So he must have been pretty small, though, because nobody really wanted him. Even back then, people weren't that tall. No, they weren't. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like 5'8 yeah. was normal. That was that was pretty average. Actually, almost on the taller side, depending, you know, depending on the family. On yeah. But on that note, do you find it interesting how many people, how many heroes were discouraged from joining the military and they ended up being some big key players winning medals and shit and being all-out fucking American badass. I think that's honestly just like a diamond in the rough type of thing because you even look at like football players that like coming out of high school or college, nobody thought they were going to be any good and then they turned out to be just like fucking fantastic. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's crazy. Kind of makes people think it's like, at that point, you wouldn't really want to turn anybody down. No. No. At least you shouldn't. Right. But going on, Audie Murphy was described as the baby-faced Texan farm boy who became an American legend. So he came up on Sharecropper's Farm in Hunt County. He left at, that's where he grew up. He left at a young age, helping raise 10 brothers and sisters when his father, a grand old man, deserted their mother. Dick. No shit. So here it gets even better. Audie was only 16 when his mother died. And he was the oldest? Yep. Uh, Let's see. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he was. And so... He watched as him and his brothers and sisters were doled out to orphanages. Not a happy ending. Wasn't able to really keep the family together. But what do you expect at 16 years old with 10 kids? You can't keep. No. That's not. The only job you could probably get back then was like a hardware store for a nickel an hour. Right. No shit. So so seeking escape from life, you know, after seeing all of his brothers and sisters sent off all over these orphanages. Mm-hmm. In 42, he looked in the Marines who had just declared war. So he lied about his age to get enlisted. I was about to say, 42, and he was born in what year? He was born in 24. So 24. Eight, that puts him at 18 years old. Just He was probably oh, like wait. 17, 18. Because 18, he wouldn't have to lie about his age. No, exactly. So he must have been shy of it or something. But anyways, so not only did the Marines discourage, or the Marines kept him out, was his size, but he wasn't tall enough to meet the minimum requirements. So he, he tried, must have been a really small... He must have been a tiny dude. So he tried to enlist in the paratroopers. Then he was denied entrance in the paratroopers. Oh. <clears throat> so he chose the infantry. Just Makes takes sense. A great, just going straight for the grunts. Which, yeah. you know, he obviously he wanted to surf, so he didn't care. So he was assigned to the 15th Regiment, 3rd Infantry Division in North Africa, preparing to invade Sicily. In 43, that he saw his first combat, providing himself to be a proficient marksman, highly skilled soldier. <clears throat> he landed in Salerno to fight in the Valtuno River campaign, and then in Anzio to be a part of the Allied forces that fought its way to Rome. Because many of his superior officers were being transferred, wounded, or killed, he was advancing very quickly. So, it's a shitty way to advance. Though. Right. <laughs> your freaking superiors keep dying. So here's another rank. Which yeah. Kind of puts into your head like, oh, when's my time? Yeah. So after the capture of Rome, Murphy earned his first decoration of gallantry. And so then shortly thereafter, his unit was withdrawn from Italy to train for Operation Anvil Dragoon, the invasion of southern France. And during seven weeks of fighting in that successful campaign, Murphy's division suffered 4,500 casualties. 4,500? Yep, 4,500 of those American men, maybe even women, dying for our freedom. That would be considered a fuckload. Yes, very much so. And he became one of the most decorated men in his company, but his biggest test was yet to come. So here gets into the big old story of Mr. Murphy. On January 26, 1945, near the little village of Holtzweer, in eastern France, little, excuse me, Lieutenant Murphy's forward positions came under fierce attack by the Germans against the onslaught of six Panzer tanks. And you guys know a little bit of history. Those Panzer tanks were kind of killing machines. Mm-hmm. And 250 infantry, infantrymen paired up with these tanks. Murphy ordered his men to fall back to better their defense. Alone, he mounted an abandoned burning tank destroyer and with a single machine gun, contested the enemy's advance. Wounded in the leg during the heavy fire, Murphy remained there for nearly an hour, repelling the attack of German soldiers on three sides and single-handedly killing 50 of them. His courageous performance stalled the German advances and allowed him to lead his men in the counterattack, which ultimately drove the enemy from Holtzfeer. 
For this, Murphy was awarded the Medal of Honor, the nation's highest award for gallantry and action. Jesus. He's freaking you know, taking one of the leg and just consistently mowing down. When you're facing tanks and men, that takes a set of balls. Not bad for a five-foot orphan that nobody wanted to give a shot. Yeah, no, no shit, right? By the war's end, Murphy had become the nation's most decorated soldier, earning an unparalleled 28 medals, including three from France and one from Belgium. Murphy had been wounded three times during the war, yet in May, 40, May of 45, when victory was declared in Europe, he, he had still not reached his 21st birthday. Not even a... Well, today is drinking he did, age. He did all that before. Within three years? Three years. Yep. That is a badass mofo right there, boy. Holy shit. I thought you were going to tell me he had like a 30-year military career. Mm-mm. No. And just accrued like one medal a year. Nope. Yeah. Less than three years and he's got the record. Damn. Oh, yeah. So this is where it kind of gets a little Captain America-ish. Oh, Audie shit. Murphy. It keeps going? Oh, it does. So <laughs> Audie Murphy. Re- he's done enough. No. He, he kind of keeps kind of rolling with it. So he's kind of out of the action right now, though. Uh-huh. But he returned to... To a hero's welcome in the United States, his photograph appeared on the cover of Life magazine. He was persuaded by actor James Cagney to embark on an acting career. Still very shy and unassuming, Murphy arrived in Hollywood with only his good looks. And by his own account, quote-unquote, no talent. Nevertheless, he went on to make more than 40 films. His first part, so his first movie, was just a small one in Beyond Glory, which was filmed in '48. Mm-hmm. The following year, he published his wartime memoirs to, this is the name of the book, To Hell and Back, which received good reviews. Later, he portrayed himself in a 55-movie version of the book. Many film critics, however, believe his best performance was in Red Badge of Courage, which I'm sure a lot of you guys have seen that. Yeah. I think there's been a recreation of Red Badge of Courage. There's yeah, also games on it. They're recreating fucking everything now. Yeah, right? yeah. So, and then this kind of goes into his afterlife. You know, after 20 years... He retired from acting and started a career in private business, but the venture was unsuccessful. Forced him into bankruptcy. So the end of his life actually is, you know, for a mm-hmm. war hero, it wasn't really the best. He ended up passing away at 46. Um, but it was in a private, private plane crash in Roanoke, Virginia. Oh, okay. But this is where the country did, did good in honoring Mr. Murphy. Audie Murphy is buried in Arlington National Cemetery just across Memorial Drive from the Memorial Amphitheater. A special flagstone walkway has been constructed to accommodate the large number of people who stop to pay their respects to this hero. At the end of the row of graves, his tomb is marked by a simple white government-issue tombstone, which lists only a few of his many military decorations. The stone is, as he was, too small. Interesting, huh? Wait, but, so the stone is smaller than everybody else's? This is just a government-issued stone. He was bankrupt. He didn't have family or anything. It didn't really go into his marriage or if he had kids or anything like that. So that's that's something more digging I'd have to do or maybe people can do personally. Or maybe we just need to go to Arlington and take, take a, look. a look for ourselves. But there's a very good chance, you know, he just got out of the military. He was acting, you know. You know, if he was married, maybe it wasn't no kids or something, but he, uh, yeah. But I know a lot, because isn't that kind of a thing, like if you're a military if you get buried, if you're buried at Arlington, like you have to have the that tombstone, right? You can't just have. I think so. Whatever yeah. tombstone you want. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's government government issue, government controlled over there. So probably no control over that, no matter what. Yeah, but now I kind of want to know, like, is his tombstone smaller than everybody else's? I don't. I don't think so. I think that's they just, just not made fair. A, I think the article made it sound that way. I mean, maybe they fucked up in the construction and just made it, made it, made cut it, it down it. like three quarter size or something. Yeah, or it's like one of those tombstones that uh people are like stealing chunks off of just to have oh god that's a big i didn't even realize that was such a big damn thing that and just stealing the whole damn thing right that's freaking oh man i'm sorry that should be like capital punishment right there it should be take something out of arlington those fucking heroes right there yeah but even it is it doesn't even have to be heroes like you look at you look at people that were like made famous i guess throughout history and then you look at what they actually did and it kind of makes you realize they were a little bit of an asshole right yeah no shit but it's like Last, not the last time I was in New Mexico, but the first time I was in New Mexico, mm-hmm. I went out to Fort Sumner, right, um, and checked out the Billy the Kid grave site and all those things. And then it was uh, his tombstone had been stolen about three or four times. Oh no, shit! Right, I didn't That's, even I didn't even know that shit. Well, it's kind of like stealing the four twenty freaking milepost sign. People do all the time. Yeah, now it's just blank. 
Yeah, exactly. But it gets, I'm sure if you work on that road crew, that shit gets old real quick. Oh yeah. No kidding. Well, yeah. Now I'm wondering how the hell have I never heard of that guy before? No kidding. Right. You think, especially someone who's a freaking, you know, big time actor and also a huge military hero kind of reminds you of Captain America. How, remember how the first one, how he was like huge into just being the face of the American war campaign kind of, and being a hero. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically then, he was just a publicity stunt pretty much, but then he ended up being a huge badass, which is kind of the opposite way. Um, Lieutenant Murphy's story is like, he was a badass and then he went and did movies mm-hmm. where Captain America did movies and then he was a badass, which Captain America is also not real. I was going to just say that. <laughs> I was just going to say that. we're comparing, you know, apples and oranges. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, hopefully you guys have enjoyed this fantastic episode. I, think, I hope so, too. It's been a little bit of a shorter one. It has. That's all right sometimes. Yeah, sometimes people are like, oh, you guys making them any shorter? But. Well, sometimes people want them longer. Sometimes people want them shorter. We'll try to please everybody here. You there. can't please everyone. No. But we can damn sure try, so. Hell yeah. But I think some YouTube content's going to be coming here real soon. Oh, yeah. We're if I do. don't think so myself, so mm-hmm. make sure. Check in on the YouTube channel, Built Blue, on on the YouTube. Heck yeah. Instagram, Built Blue Studios, Built Blue on Facebook. Don't forget Built Blue on Strike Force Energy. Get you 20% off. Hell yeah. Help Check us. that out. This stuff is tasty and we're not, it is. not even being biased. We're gonna be, I think we're going to be doing a YouTube review probably as soon as we get this done. That'll probably be up on Facebook and YouTube. But you know, it all remains to be seen. It's all t- TBD. Hell yeah. But until next time we love y'all thank you so much for for stopping by and giving us a listen and as always plus we're gonna be we got some big studio updates oh yeah coming very very soon that's gonna be another how do i say excitement slash release fantastic it's gonna be amazing either way it's gonna be good and thank you all so much for coming along for the ride but until next time Make sure and drink some good liquor. Have a enjoy a fine cold adult beverage. Drink responsibly. Don't drink and drive. Enjoy that good cigar. Enjoy the good cigar. Of mm. course, can't be. How can I forget a good cigar? Right. Drink responsibly. Twenty one means twenty one. Of course. Take care of each other. Be safe, and we'll talk to you next time. God bless America. <laughs>